For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Good morning, everyone. Welcome into the SEC Morning Report. It is September 26th, a Tuesday, and we are going over, as we do each and every Tuesday, things that were said in SEC coaches' press conferences and also injuries around the league. We all, always get those reports on Monday, and this is the place where you can kind of put it all together here and we're going to be diving into that here in just a minute. But did want to say, guys, if you want a nutritious and delicious snack, then you need to check out our partner here on the show, Chomps. All the description of everything is in the description of this video. And also, you can get a little discount there, 15% discount for ordering your Chomps, guys, whether it's venison, beef, turkey, all the different flavors, nine different flavors. You need to check out Chomps for a good game day snack or just during out the throughout the day uh, to, you know, get you a little something to fill you up there. Chomps, uh, they don't stay in stock long for people around this house and around people in southeastern 14. I got some samples not too long ago, and, man, they are delicious, and we've been going out and getting them since. So, Chomps, check it out right now. Also, if you want to partner with Southeastern 14, hit up caroline.smith at southeastern14.com and you can be an MVP here with us. Now, getting right into it, guys, we like to go through what was said at some of these press conferences by the coaches and kind of dive into some of their comments. Also, like to go on the injuries. So I want to start off uh, none other than there's a big game on the Plains and, you know, you look at Georgia and Auburn, we all know that it's the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Okay, there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of animosity in this rivalry, and it must be lost on the new head coach over there at Auburn, Hugh Freeze, because he was asked about this. And one thing that he said is, he goes, "I don't know that there's as much hatred there in this rivalry as there are some he's been around." And I don't know that that struck some of the Auburn fans uh, the correct way. I know Georgia fans on Twitter and things like that on the comments where I saw it posted were like, what are you talking about? Hating Auburn is like a pastime of ours. That's like something there's whole there's whole post on message board dedicated to this Auburn Georgia hate week out there. So I think that caught a few people you know, off guard with Hugh Free saying that. Now, I know what he was trying to say. He's a he's a believer, as am I, and he was talking about, you know, not hating people, and I don't literally hate people in that way, but, the, but I think college football rivalries, to hate that other program, to have that, that desire to beat that other program, that is definitely there 
uh, between Georgia and Auburn. He talked a lot about doing stuff for Auburn and things like that. But want to know your guys' thoughts. I mean, is it is it okay, not the people involved, but to to hate those colors, to hate that program, to have that uh, that just animosity towards a rival? I, I think that's part of what makes college football great. Um, you see this is going to be a 3.30 kickoff, but did want to put this up here. This is Hugh Freeze. Uh, he was talking, answering a question about expectations in a program and, and you know, saying it, it takes time to get a, a roster turned over, get get the people you want in there. Um, so he kind of, you know, they're playing Georgia this week. He kind of led into that of Georgia, and he, he misspoke a little bit on how long he thought it took Georgia to turn around. So listen to this clip, and then we'll, we'll break it down when we come back. I don't know how long it took him. I don't know what it take him, three years? or so to to get there or four years i i don't know some of y'all could to do the research but his second year that's i don't know that that's accurate but um uh anyway so um he did it pretty fast then that's that's pretty impressive it's even more impressive so there's Hugh Freeze. he says hey it probably took him three or four years to get that thing turned around and the reporter off camera says no, he got to the national championship game in his second year, and he was like, I don't know if that's accurate. So the whole point he was trying to make is there was people on social media and people already talking about uh, coordinator changes, talking about, you know, does Hugh need to get more involved, you know, different different players here and there and all that kind of stuff. And he's been trying to manage expectations. He says, hey, th this roster is not where it needs to be right now. Uh, and he said that multiple times. And he's also talked about, hey, it takes time to, to build a program. He's undaunted by it, all this kind of stuff. Uh, but he he was a little bit, little bit caught off guard when they said, hey, it was Kirby's second year that he took a, uh, a freshman quarterback, in fact, and took him to the national championship game against Alabama. Now, it took him a while longer to actually win the national championship, but that I thought that was a, a funny moment there. Another funny moment, a, a, a moment, kind of lighthearted moment in these press conferences was Mark Stoops. Uh, this was a question, and you'll hear the question, but it was referring to, hey, this is going to be a 12 o'clock kickoff. Uh, you know, are the Kentucky fans going to be up for the challenge to create a hostile road environment for the Florida Gators? And I loved this answer from Mark Stoops. Great confidence in the people of Kentucky that can get up very early and pound some beers. <laughs> Why would you disrespect this great state and the great people of it? You know? Mark Stoops is, uh, I just love his demeanor. I love how he goes about things. He's a normal guy. Like he, you, you see Mark Stoops out, uh, and you could go up and have a conversation with him. If that's your thing, having a, having a, a beer, you could go up and have a beer with him. I mean, Mark Stoops is just a down to earth, blue collar, you know, tough guy i mean he is into the, the the alcohol side of things he's got his own own bourbon up there as lots of people do around that that area in in lakeston everybody seems to be getting into the bourbon game but mark mark stoops has his own own line over there so i'm sure he would uh i'm surprised he didn't put a plug in there to hey go go over there but mark stoops is not only helping out uh encouraging Kentucky fans be good. He's helping out the economy around there. That's going to produce a little bump uh, in, uh, you know, maybe some 
some runs to the, the the local stores there around Lexington before kickoff to get a little bit extra uh, ammunition when it comes to getting those Kentucky fans ready for a 12 noon kick with the Gators coming in. So I thought that was a great, great uh, quote there by, by Mark Stoops. And, you know, it's good to see these coaches peel back the shell a little bit and have a little bit of fun when they're answering some of these questions. Uh, we, you know, we see Lane Kiffin do that all the time. Uh, Mark Stoops does it. Even Kirby Smart and Nick Saban have started to, to dabble into that a little bit. But not everything, guys, is totally, uh, you know, fun and games. There are there are a serious side to a lot of these things. Um, and I thought there was a great moment in the in the press conference for Sam Pittman when he was talking about mental health and social media and how it can impact kids uh, that are that are playing these programs. How it can impact him. Sam Pittman actually deactivated his Twitter account this past week after some some things uh, that, that just kind of got to him and got to some of his players and things like that. So he decided it'd be, they'd be better off without um, looking at some of those things and listening to them. So he's, he's off of X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it these days. He's off of that now. But I thought this story about um, his punter, Max Fletcher, and then also some stuff that, that uh, he – just his thoughts in general – we're pretty telling here. So listen to this quote from Sam Pittman on uh, mental health, social media, uh, several of those things right here. Mental health is a big, big deal. Um, we talk about it. We, we have several guys that are in counseling. Um, we encourage it. Um, <laughs> Fletcher was at practice on Monday. He's lower and low. And I said, hey, Max, what's wrong with you? Social media. I said, I ain't going to tell you everything I said. But but I said, what are they saying, man? Went to Australia to get a 10-yard punter and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Why'd you go all that way to get a guy that can't kick and all that? And I said, Max, they didn't say I'm fat on there, did they? He said, yes, sir. I said, <laughs> What about my chest? Did they say anything about that? He started smiling then. He said, yes, sir. And I said, was I supposed to get fired on Sunday? He said, yes, sir. <laughs> I said, well, I'm still here. They got two out of three, right? You know? And uh, so, and then I think a big part of him is, you know, he punted once for 53 yards and then he did the fake and I was really happy for him. But to answer your question, there's a lot of, we talk about a lot of things and one of them happens to be mental health uh, that we need to help these kids. There's a lot more going on in their life right now than possibly when I was a kid. So you hear Sam Pittman there, you, you hear that, you know, obviously he's making lighthearted of it, but there was people talking about, you know, uh, Sam Pittman, there's pictures of him, you know, uh, with his arm around people, and it kind of accentuated his, uh, his, his chest area a little bit there, and people had a lot of fun with that, poking at people and, and, and stuff like that, I guess, is part of the, the culture thing of their appearance and stuff like that. I think anytime there's people that are in a, a public forum and you're doing, uh, doing things, you know, whether it's, it's coaching, playing sports, all that kind of stuff, you, you know, me doing this show, anybody can say anything about you in terms of your performance. That's fine. I think, but when you start to, you know, 
just be harmful and go after people's appearance and stuff like that. A lot of times, uh, it's it's un it's un uncalled for, not the greatest thing out there. But hey, you you have the the ability just to ignore it, and that's what Sam Pittman has decided to do by uh, deactivating his account. And you can tell he was trying to you know impart some wisdom on his punter there. So I think it's you know important to remember that hey there's people out there behind these it's not just a a player in a in a jersey or a coach out there uh with a headset on there's there's a person behind that and that they have to uh they have to live with not only the the success and failures and the pressure and all that kind of stuff but then they've got to you know deal with a lot of the scrutiny and stuff as well so uh i think it's great to be a passionate fan of of college football i really do i think it's great to have passion for your program against other programs all that kind of stuff but i would just encourage people to remember that you know there are uh there's people involved in these things that that i think uh you know gets lost sight of as we go throughout our, you know, time reacting to these games and stuff like that. So always be cognizant of that. Like in the Tennessee and South Carolina rivalry game, you know, revenge game that's coming up here uh, in Neyland Stadium, it's going to be absolutely crazy. You see the the score there, the, the Vegas odds there. It's now grown to a 12 and a half point favorite in, in favor of Tennessee and Vegas. But going to be a night game uh there's pictures swirling about maybe tennessee could wear the black uniforms i mean it's going to be a great atmosphere but you got people out there in south carolina and twitter you know universe and also the tennessee twitter or x universe that are like somehow trying to get at each other by one talking about marcus Lattimore's injury the other side talking about hendon hooker's injuries i mean like what are we doing here okay these are injuries let's that we're you know somehow making fun of or or using to to make a point or something like that let's uh let's let's have enough of that that's 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 too much and i think people are better than that so let's be better sec fans than that in my opinion all right getting to the current injuries here um auburn still going to be without keontae scott of course who had uh had surgery um on the on the ankle and also austin keys who had surgery on his thumb after the umass game so that's your that's a starting safety that's a starting uh starting might linebacker they lost Demari austin for a while he won't be available for the georgia game maybe their most consistent running back this year they do have jarquez hunter brian batty jeremiah cobb that are can you know go behind him but Demari austin was very being very physical physical runner could catch the ball out of the backfield was picking up blitzes things like that and now he's going to be out for uh, a little bit few weeks there with a separated shoulder on the other side of that auburn and georgia matchup lad mcconkey is going to be practicing this week he was running cutting doing a lot of stuff last week and listen if i was a betting man i would say if there is any way that lad mcconkey can possibly go that he's going to go in this one georgia has Missed him in terms of just his energy out there, his leadership, uh, playmaking ability. So he's had some some back troubles, and they're trying to get him ready to go. He will be practicing this week, and we'll we'll see how he responds. Uh, of course, Javon Bullard, I think, is going to be good to go off that off that ankle uh, coming back. He he probably was held out 
out of precaution last week against UAB. Going to get healthy, and that will be big, getting him back on the back end to help out with that defensive communication uh, and also just the the leadership and energy he brings on the defense. So two possible, possibly big guys returning for Georgia. Lawson Lucky's getting closer and closer as uh, a, a tight end that could help not only run blocking, but also uh, add another weapon in the, in the passing game. So he's getting closer from return to that ankle, but he's got to, he's got to practice and, and get through that. And then I think you'll see uh, Kendall Milton uh, get closer to being back to available for Georgia. So he was, he was coming off a lower body injury as well, but kind of, kind of just have to wait and see with Kendall Milton. He's been banged up so much over his, over his career. We'll see if he's able to get back for this SEC game on the road. Um, but other than that, Georgia, you know, they have a tremendous injury list uh, up that Kirby Smart has said his team has been, you know, coming into a game was last week against UAB. Austin Blasky still trying to get back from a knee. Uh, Kendall Milton, that like I mentioned, that knee is questionable. And Roger Robinson, another running back that was out last week uh, with an ankle freshman running back. So, there's lots of uh, there's lots of guys that are trying to turn the corner for Georgia and that deep south oldest rivalry is going to have plenty of guys that are going to try to gut through injuries, whether on the Auburn side that's like DJ James who went in and out of of uh, went in and out of the game Zion Puckett, uh, you know Hugh Freeze said you know that he's going to try to try to figure it out see if he can go Donovan Kaufman was in and out at times so he's going to try to gut it out so we'll see on the injuries. Over there, Old Miss, nothing really new for Old Miss, but Lane Kiffin just kind of talked more about how unique it was that they had three guys that had come off uh, minor minor surgeries deals and, and uh, Trey Harris, Caden Prescorn, and Zachary Franklin that were all trying to kind of really ramp up to full speed as quickly as they could and maybe a little sooner than they should in that Alabama game. So, Maybe we'll see a bigger jump from those guys after they've played a game now, uh, see how it's responded, the the injuries that they've gone through, and now they'll be, um, you know, have a little bit of game, get, knock that game rust off of them as they head into that LSU game as well. One of the bigger injuries to report on is Connor Wigman in that Arkansas and Texas A&M game. Uh, of course, that is being played in Jerry's world, 12 o'clock Eastern, 11 o'clock Central. Jimbo Fisher said, hey, it's not not really that bad. Uh, we're going to take it day to day, things like that. But when it's a, a you know high ankle sprain like that, um, and they, they talked about on ESPN about him you know shrieking in pain on the sideline when they were doing the evaluation of his, of his ankle there, and then especially the way Max Johnson came in and, and played for that offense, I don't – I don't know that that's something you, you rush back. There's rumors around saying that it could be two to four weeks, uh, but that was definitely not confirmed by Jimbo Fisher. He viewed it more day-to-day and something that's going to be kind of managing pain and seeing how he responds and stuff like that. But if you have a guy like Max Johnson who is able to go and is going to be healthy, uh, that probably gives you a better better chance than a hobbled-up uh Connor Wigman, it was his back ankle, his his right ankle. So when he's pushing off, throwing, that's the that's the ankle he would have to push off of to get you know zip on the football and things like that, and not just rely on his arm. So you also got to take that into account because if a quarterback is is hampered on his 
on his lower body and then he starts to overcompensate it could give you some shoulder issues and 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 stuff like that so there's just a lot to take into account when you're talking about a quarterback in the SEC level. Now, you do have to be tough and be able to play through things. And, you know, you got all the examples over the years of like Brett Favre with his streak out there and uh, Eli Manning playing so many games in a row and all this kind of stuff. Uh, but at the same time, if you've got a guy like a Max Johnson who has 4,600 passing yards plus in his career, a little over 4,600 in his career as an SEC quarterback with 42 touchdowns and seven interceptions. And then the way he looked in that Auburn game when he came in and was just dealing, I think uh, Max Johnson would be absolutely fine if they have to turn to him. But, you know, in terms of, in, in terms of, you know, there's a reason Connor Wigman was named the starter. I'm sure they want him uh, to be able to go, but I think this is a deal where you got to be more cautious than anything with, that injury because it those, those the ankle injuries it can turn into something that's really really lingering and takes a lot longer than you want it to take and uh, if you are not careful with it going forward so I think that's something that you have to be have to be cognizant of there um, we talked about South Carolina uh, and Tennessee South Carolina doesn't really have a whole lot of new injuries uh to report i think they're going to be about as healthy as you can expect of course juice wells uh does not look to be available he was not even listed on the depth chart for this south carolina game versus uh, tennessee when they released it this week so i think that's uh you know they're going to continue to be it's going to continue to be the spencer rattler and the xavier leggett show there so we'll see how uh we'll see how things go forward there i think tennessee the biggest thing for them is do they get Mays back i mean is he going to be is he going to be healthy is he going to be able to go um and you know mincy had some suspension issues and stuff like that uh will he be available i think both of them are going to be so i think that's something that you have to uh look at as well and then uh jalen wright a little bit banged up he exited the uh, the game against UTSA uh, not really known it's undisclosed injury um, so we'll see if he's ready to face South Carolina on Saturday but guys other than that LSU looks to be look looks to be really healthy Brian Kelly said all the guys that were kind of questionable Omar Spades and Mason Taylor uh, you know the week the week before the week prior going into Arkansas are ready to go so they should be ready to face Ole Miss over there, but Florida, the big question for Florida going into the Kentucky game is will Kinsley be able to go? Uh, Florida's running game is just so much better. The offensive line as a whole is so much better when Kinsley Aguacan is able to go. He's going to practice on Tuesday, Billy Napier said, and they'll kind of see uh, from there, how he responds to thing, he'll know more on Wednesday, he told the media. Um, but he made no mistake about it. He is the straw that that stirs the drink for that that offensive that offensive line and really helps get that that run game going and just brings a lot of leadership 
to that front there when you're talking about the Florida Gators. And then finally, the big question with Kentucky is, will Kenneth Horsey be back for this game? He kind of gave a non-answer in the press conference. He said, hey, we'll see, yet to be determined, things like that, he, that he is improving, he is getting better. They've had Dylan Ray, the transfer from West Virginia, who was a tackle, fill in at that guard since Kenneth Horsey has been out with injury that he sustained on week one, a knee injury that looked at the time uh, when he got carted off against Ball State, it looked to be just an awful, awful injury, possibly a season-ending one, but that turned out not to be the case. And if there's a if there's a big game, a big opportunity for Kentucky when they're getting uh, Florida at home, you know that that uh, Mark Stoops and Liam Cohen would love to have Kenneth Horsey back in the lineup. So we'll see if he can work his way back from that knee injury and be ready to go Saturday when the Gators head into Lexington. Um, guys, I hope you have enjoyed a uh, little bit of fun at the top, talking about some of these fun quotes and things like that that coaches say, and then also uh, catching you up on the injury news around the league. Uh, you know, other than a couple that we mentioned, relatively healthy uh, for this point in the year for some of these SEC teams. Uh, Georgia really the most uh, banged up of of anybody right now on that end in terms of the number of injuries. So we'll see how many of those guys get back. But uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Like, subscribe, turn on notifications, guys. Uh, we have live a uh, live show with Chris Lee, Gavin Schoenwald. Sometimes Blake Lovell is in there uh, every day from 11 to 12 Central, that's 12 to 1 Eastern. And then also starting on October 9th, Blake Lovell is going to have a daily SEC basketball show right here on the channel. So it's not just football starting October 9th. The basketball show is going to get rolling. And then tomorrow night, Wednesday night, 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central, Tavares King and Noshan Marino, Join me as they will every Wednesday night going forward for players section here. It's going to be uh, the viewpoint of former SEC players. Of course, they both played in the NFL as well as we talk about SEC football and take your calls. We will take your calls. You'll be able to join via a link right here where you hop in on stage with us and talk SEC football with two former uh great SEC players and also former NFL players in Tavares King and Noshawn Marino. So like I said, a lot to like uh, here on this channel. Like, the, like this video. That helps out a lot. Subscribe. It's absolutely free. Turn on notifications so you know when we're going live. And we will catch you guys next time to talk more SEC football for daily SEC coverage right here on Southeastern 14. <laughs>